Blog Talk Radio. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online. This is the TS Radio Network. And we've got a show for you tonight. And we've been hearing about this global economic reset for God knows how long. But they're going to force it on us whether we want it or not. And as far as I can tell, nobody does. Except for a few wealthy people hidden behind the curtain. I don't know what has happened. We have gone from this COVID hoax to... The Ukraine issue, of course, Ukraine served a valuable purpose. They've been outed so badly on the fiction that was coded and the fact that they had um, fudged the death rate by 30% at least. And, you know, they needed a way out. Bingo, bango, we got Ukraine. Now, the odd part of that is, and I've brought this up before, we have stuck our nose in how many other countries' business over the last 50 years, Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, uh, God knows what else that we don't even know about. Uh, Hillary Clinton, I remember, at the 2013 uh, committee meeting, she announced that there were 94 armed conflicts going on around the globe that Americans knew nothing about. In other words, we've got our nose and fingers in every damn thing going on. And this, while our country twists and burns and we we go down in flames, of course, I believe, as many others do, this is all intentional. But here we sit with Ukraine being absolutely decimated, and for, we, for some reason, can't get in this. Why well, we, we can't do it, and neither can NATO. So we're watching the massacre of these people in a sovereign nation, and nobody is doing anything to halt Russia, stop Russia. If you try to, he threatens using the nukes. Um, I think the cards are all in his hand, all the aces anyway. But here we sit. Now there is some conjecture that Biden is hinting to the military that they'll see how bad it is when they are there. So apparently there are some plans to send American troops over there. Now, make no mistake, I don't want any of our people going, none. But I just don't understand why, when we have intervened in so many other countries' business, we can't help Ukraine. It doesn't make sense to me. And especially when there's so many assets there. Um, what do they call them? Um, minerals. It has to do with minerals. Rare, rare minerals, and they are a resource for that. Uh, also for food, they feed most of Europe with their crops and so on. And so we're watching this being torn up, and this is going to ricochet through the European economies also. They're also predicting, as John has, that many people are going to starve to death. So you need to be prepared. Um, this is not conspiracy theory. 
the warnings are out all over the place. If you haven't been to the store recently, uh, you notice that the shelves are thinning out. Many whole areas of the stores are empty. We are being cut off. Uh, to add to this, of course, was the trucker strike up in Canada where Biden decided that every trucker coming into the country and about 90% of what we have here comes through Canada. They had to be vaccinated. Well, it was estimated that 80 to 85% of them were, but that wasn't enough. And um, so he basically stopped anything from coming into the country. And then we go to this oil mess. And I don't know how I can, what I have to do to get across you people the Keystone Pipeline ain't there to help you. Not one drop of that crude is destined for any market in this country. It is all to go to the, in Dallas, to the ports, be offloaded onto tankers and shipped out of here. But I've done a lot of research and found that the U.S. produces more oil by itself right here in our own country than the next three countries combined. Why are we buying someone else's oil? We ship out 1.7 million gallons a week to other countries of refined fuels, jet fuel, diesel, this, that, and something else. Why are we worried about oil? And why is oil in this country so expensive to us? And um, But there are so many things, and the, the obvious intent of all of this is to take us apart piece at a time reconstruct us in somebody's nightmare dream and leave most of us in the dirt scrambling trying to survive to talk about this in depth and with expertise is my co-host this evening john lacron john how you doing good evening marty i'm doing great yes we haven't up in a big marketing cloud yet so i call that a win yeah Yeah, there you go there you i want to start out the conversation uh, Okay, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead, John. No, thank you for your thought, Well, I was just going to say that that threat of nuclear war, of course, is the ace in the hole. Um, that starts, we're going to all be obliterated. So they're going to fire theirs. We're going to fire ours. Whoever else has got them is going to let loose, too. And we'll all be decimated. That's all there is. It's a no-win situation for anyone. And whatever you thought you were going to gain by nuking somebody is going to be obliterated. It's going to be obliterated. And this, I'm going to tie this back to these stupid vaccines that they claim within two to five years, we will see a massive die-off. We are seeing a civil war in this country. And somebody said, well, there hasn't been a shot fired. I said, there sure has. But this time it came out of a syringe. They don't want the mess. And they don't want what they covet to be destroyed which is the land and the resources. And so it's a matter of doing it piecemeal, more or less, and cleaning up the mess as you go, because after all, you don't want a globe full of rotting bodies. But this is where we're at. And, John, I'm just absolutely to the point of I I don't know where we are going as a country, what's going to happen to us. I really don't, but I don't feel good about any of it. No, there's nothing to be feeling good about with regards to any of this. The opening quote I want to give everybody, and of course, if I share this on Facebook, they'll give me a 30-day ban. They always do, so I don't dare. A quote from Hermann Goring, Nazi propagandist. Naturally, the common people don't want war. 
neither in Russia, nor in England, nor in America, nor for that matter, in Germany. That is understood, but the people can always be brought to the bidding of the leaders. That is easy. All you have to do is tell them they are being attacked and denounce the pacifists for lack of patriotism and exposing the country to danger. It works the same way in any country. Well, the whole problem I have, Marty, is this concept that that this is all happening by accident. I don't believe it for a minute. You know, we've talked a lot about the origins of what happened in 2014 in the Ukraine and how the United States Incorporated got involved with that and, of course, tie in for the Nazi Party back after post-World War II. And then the CIA moving on in there and causing all kinds of drama. And all I can say is this. The New World Order agenda is not a new agenda. It is going on for centuries. But it's the culmination of everything is finally falling into place. And, you know, folks, we've kind of tried to explain it in quite depth about the fact that we're talking about technocracy, where technology is going to be ruling the day, if you will. And uh, you've got propaganda, indoctrination, everything working over time. And this problem that we have is again, it's all based on a combination of factors. Trauma-based mind control, that's first and foremost. Fear, propaganda, getting people to believe a narrative. And here's the caveat, silencing anybody who challenges that narrative. Now we've seen that with regards to the Ukraine. We have seen it. Firsthand, I've been watching the propagandists hard at work with regards to all the garbage going on over there. And, uh, you know, one of the things was, he says, why is the far right in favor of Putin and Russia? And why, why, why are they not siding with the Ukraine and all this other stuff? Okay. Now, folks, if you've been listening to Marty and me, you know for a fact we've already talked about the Ukraine and Russia a few times. And one of the things we talk about is the fact that we ain't in favor of no KGB agent, a.k.a. Putin, nor we in favor of Zelensky, a puppet from a banker, and a direct tie-in to the Biden crime family. So now that we've set that aside and acknowledged the fact that all three players here are criminals, we're now going to move into the next step. Who benefits Always the first question that Marty and I like to ask, why is this taking place, and what is the big picture? Now, again, we're not going to recap the show we did a couple weeks ago about the lead-up in the Ukraine with 2014, and then, of course, the fact that Ukrainian troops, Ukrainian troops were physically on the move to go attack one of the breakaway republics that had Russian-speaking people there. And when that happened, Putin came in with his army and says, this is not going to happen. Now, you will not hear that narrative. You won't hear it at all on the news here. It reminds me of when we sit here and we talk about the war of northern aggression. 
Well, the South fired the first shots at Fort Sumter. They started the Civil War. Uh-huh. Except when you actually do a little bit of research into it, you discover something interesting, and we've talked about this on the show. The Confederacy asked troops that had trespassed onto their fort Christmas night to leave. He says, no, we're not leaving. So basically, they were stuck there, and that's fine. Nothing happened. No shots were fired. But you see, this criminal, war criminal, named Abraham Lincoln, sent a fleet of ships and an army south to reinforce Fort Sumter. And again, you don't want to know the truth. You just want to hear the propaganda. It was fought over slavery. No, it wasn't. It was always all wars of bankers' wars. It's redundant for me to say this. Lincoln didn't like that his cash cow told him to kiss off. Started their own country. But anyway, that's beside the point. So what happened? Finally, the ships arrived. The first ship showed up off uh, Fort Sumter. Well, at that point, no, we can't allow them to reinforce the fort. We can't do it because that bay was so critically important for the importation of foreign goods and the exportation of American goods. Notice I said American, not Southern. So, boom, the first shots of Fort Sumter. And they asked him to surrender again. They didn't. Bombed him a little bit more. And they surrendered. But they were never reinforced. And no one on Fort Sumter died either. But again, we don't want to know our actual history. The only individual that died at Fort Sumter died after the fact when they were lowering the American flag and replacing it with the flag of the Confederacy. One of the cannons exploded during the ceremony. That was what actually killed the soldier. But again, you know, small details like that don't mean anything in an empire of lies, right? This is the same thing with the Ukraine. Now, we're going to cover two angles. Angle one, NATO, North American Treaty Organization, Military Industrial Complex 101. If you are a NATO member, you buy all your war supplies from United States Inc. subsidiaries and all that kind of stuff. You get training from United States Incorporated uh, mercenaries to get. That's the benefits of being a NATO member. Plus, you get all this really cool weaponry. And Putin says, no, we don't want this. You don't want this. You're not going to move your troops this far closer to Russian not going to happen. That is the red line. And it's not like he just threw it out there just a few weeks ago. No, he's been saying it since at least 2014. And again, if you don't realize that the coup in 2014 that led to the current administration was again all done with the consent and assistance of United States Incorporated assholes can't help you. You want to stay ignorant toward the truth? You can do that. But if you want to actually learn the truth, the truth is out there. See, there's a movie, documentary, whatever you want to call it, 
called Ukraine on Fire. And the first thing that they did is they banned it on all the major platforms the minute this happened. Why? Because Ukraine on Fire put a big old crosshair right where it needed to be. Directly on the Bidens. Directly on the Zelensky. And directly on several other people, including criminals in the Ukraine. And here's the caveat. Again, they don't want you to know about this. That wasn't the only individual that was interviewed. Those people we just talked about. No. Previous president who had been cooed and all that kind of stuff. No. They also interviewed somebody else. They interviewed Putin. And he had some very interesting things to say. But again, like you've heard me say, I'm no fan of an ex-KGB agent. I have no love for the man at all. Because from my perspective, he's another one of the New World Order crowd. And you have to realize this New World Order, everybody's jockeying for the number one slot. Everyone. Chinese want it. U.S. Inc. wants it. Russians want it, I'm sure. But here's the thing. You look back at World War II, and you saw how the Germans invaded Russia and did all kinds of damage. And again, if you're not aware that the Russians were actually about to attack Germany, (laughs) but again, we don't want any history there. But you had this war, and there was no natural barriers. It was easy peasy for advancing troops. And that's part of the problem, because without natural barriers, there's nothing to stop an advancing army. And that goes both ways, of course, because the Germans were able to go straight into Russia and then came swing around. The Russians came right back in the direction of Germany. What goes around comes around, folks. It's that simple. It's not complicated. Now, here's the problem. And this is my take on it. I can't prove this, but this is my take on it. Everything that happens, happens for a reason. There is no coincidence, especially at these levels. Especially at these levels. Oh, my goodness, Putin is the new Hitler. Oh, we're going to have nuclear war in the whole world, and he's going to take over all of Europe, and blah, 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 blah. Family the propaganda BS. Now, having said that, problem, reaction, solution. The normal course of the way they play us off of each other. What if we had some actors involved? Some asshole over in Russia, another asshole over in the Ukraine, another asshole in Washington, D.C. And instead of sitting there publicly decrying one another, talking about how evil each other are, they meet in the back room and says, okay, we got to do this to move our new world order agenda forward. So what I need you to do is I need you to invade here. And we're going to throw up, and all of a sudden we're going to have this massive war, and all this other stuff's going to escalate, and boom, we're going to propagandize the world and cause all this drama and all these problems. 
And then we can blame it on Russia with the global economic reset. And all of this is so convenient. See, what did they tell us originally? I want you folks to really think about this. What have they been telling us for the longest? Well, we need a new December 7th Pearl Harbor. Well, guess what? We got another one in 2022. How convenient. We have a custom-made dictator. Everybody can say, oh, Putin must get removed from power. Custom-made victim. Oh, Zelensky, he's the man. He's defending his country. Raw, raw, raw. And a weakest president in American history trying to act tough. What happens when you've got weak numbers, folks? They always do it. They take you to war. Now, these people, I have nothing but absolute contempt for all of them. I do. I despise them. See, because none of them, not a single one of them, are on the front lines. They're not watching young men, young women, old men, old women, young boys, young girls dying. No. See, we're happy to sit there and do the rah, 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 Team USA or Team this, that, or the other. Go Ukraine. Rah, rah, rah. Haven't you folks figured out yet they play us off of it against each other? You sit there and you want to say it's all Ukraine's fault. Let me remind you something. Part of the Ukraine spoke Russian exclusively, and part of it spoke Ukrainian. Now, they never should have been combined as a group anyway, and of course all previous wars leads up to new wars, but we don't want to talk about the foundation of World War II was created, the signing of the Peace Treaty of World War II. But again, conspiracy theory, right? No. But what you end up having is all of a sudden Zelensky who says, hey, you may no longer speak Russian. Yeah, I know it's your native language, but that's okay. That's like somebody coming into America and saying you can no longer speak English or telling some Native Americans that they can no longer speak their Native American land, language. They must only speak this or that. Do you see what's wrong with this picture? It's all the same story. Too much control at the top, manipulating and controlling the people at the bottom. Now, I have made it abundantly clear, folks, again and again and again, I'm not going to stop. I am sick of wars. I am sick of bankers' wars. I'm sick of Vatican banking wars. I'm sick of the military-industrial complex wars. I'm sick of United States Incorporated's wars. And that's what it is. I am tired of these people because I stand with only one group of people, and that's the victim of these sociopaths and psychopaths and pedophiles that are busy creating the drama and creating the environment and leading us to war. And then challenging the patriotism of anybody who calls them out on their criminality. Do you folks not realize what the Ukraine is? 
It was a cash cow for the Democratic Party to siphon money. Fact one, it was a wonderful way to put in very unlawful and illegal technology research that we're not supposed to be involved in. But was it one or two or three biological warfare? No, it was 30. Wake up, people. That is a direct tie-in to NATO, a direct tie-in to United States Incorporated. A direct tie-in to warmongers. You want peace, folks. You're not going to get it as long as you stay and allow people to manipulate your emotions. What did I tell you about Pearl Harbor? Franklin Delano Roosevelt knew those Japanese ships were on the way. She didn't bother to inform the Army and the Navy there, over there, Pearl Harbor. All of a sudden, all these aircraft flying over Hawaii, who are these? And boom. Now, what would have been happening if the entire fleet was out looking for that Navy, and there was a whole bunch of aircraft waiting for those aircraft to arrive? Yeah, we cooked the Japanese ass. They thought they were going to get smart, and we ended the war before it started. You better wonder if that's what Putin did. Did he end the war or try to before it got started? See, again, that's the problem. You don't know where the lies end and the truth begins, but I can tell you this. I trust the source of that information. See, because he's not got a dog in this fight either. He's in the middle of the war zone in the Ukraine. Married a Ukrainian woman. That Ukrainian woman had parents, one Russian, one Ukrainian. Uh-huh, we don't want to talk about that either. Got a couple of kids, which by default makes them Ukrainian. Yeah. And he's not sitting there pro-Putin or pro-Zelensky or pro any of these people. Mm-mm. Gonzalo Lira, folks, find him on YouTube. You want to get some of the backstory? You'll get some of the real backstory. Again, I don't want to hear from the talking heads on TV who've been lying to us for two years over a hoax and been lying to us about so many other things over the last 25 to 30 that I can pinpoint to without trying. But we want to believe. We want to have this feeling of importance like rah, rah, rah. We're going to protect them. No, folks. We convinced people that there's a war started and NATO needs to get involved. Now, let me give you some information that you folks don't seem to comprehend. War is mass murder on a bigger budget. But here's the other part that we don't want to talk about. See, Americans, when Americans fight wars, we do it dirty. We go in and we blow up everything. We kill. We don't care. Civilians, military targets, none of it matters. We blow up electrical, water purification plants. We do it all. Man, it's wholesale wipeout. Nothing goes in. Nothing comes out. Air superiority. Well, guess who has that air superiority over in Ukraine? 
Oh, that would be the Russians. That would be the Russians. And yet, none of these targets have been attacked. People still have electricity, running water, and most importantly, internet access. Hmm. And while we're being told that, yeah, they're just going in and destroying schools and all these other locations and hospitals and all that, that's all Russians. Talking to some of the Ukrainians who say it wasn't the Russians that shut up our convoy. It wasn't the Russians, it was Ukrainian soldiers. Again, in war it can go either way. So propaganda is what it is. Gets the benefits of the lie. Certainly not the Ukrainian who's got nothing to gain by giving an interview once they cross the border into Poland. We want to pretend that there are good guys and there are bad guys. I'm here to tell you in a war, there are none. That's coming directly from an infantry soldier. Our job is to break things and kill people. I don't know how to make it any clearer than that. We get lucky when we come home with just some psychological damage. Some of us got lucky and didn't even have that. Others come home wounded. Some come home dead. You see, Russia is not Kuwait, Iraq, Afghanistan. Mm-mm. Russia is Russia. And their technology is not secondary. Their army, while we're being told, is being decimated by the Ukrainians. I can assure you it's doing just fine under the circumstances. And if things progress, and we do this proverbial no-fly zone, that means any Russian aircraft over Ukraine gets shot at. Well, guess what? That gets reciprocated. Now, let me again explain to you war. Some acts of war. Economic. Oh, that's right. Sanctions. We've already done that. Other acts of war. Supplying ammunition to the enemy. That would be something we've also done. Do you folks not realize we're already in a de facto state of war with Russia? Has this not sunk into you? Do you not see the picture here? And to have this piece of trash in the White House may or may not be actually in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Go over to Poland and tell the 82nd Airborne, while you guys are in the Ukraine, first of all, would you want a senile old man leading you? God knows I sure wouldn't, especially if he's giving away the secrets. I was a member of the 101st Airborne. Trust me. Now, the Russians sent a message, and again, people don't recognize the message that the Russians sent. See, there was all these people that said, yeah, I'm going to go fight Ruskies, and they ran on over there. 
Americans and all these other countries went on over there thinking they were doing good things. They were at a NATO base just across the border where it was known that they trained Ukrainian troops. And then all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. Supersonic missiles, no alarm, no time to respond. Well over 100 dead. What happened? Why didn't we know? Where did that come from? Why wasn't it shot down? Do you think these Russians are just secondary? Do you folks not heard of this sunburn missile? We have no way to take it down. Or you got this mindset that, oh, we got always the best weaponry. Uh huh. I'm here to tell you, folks, even if that's true, something gets through all the time. That was a direct message to NATO. Don't mess with us. You see, because now if you bring NATO into it, now we've escalated it even farther. Yeah, you can go back to World War II. We produced everything that was necessary to win the war. We sent tanks and aircraft to Russia. We sent tanks and aircraft over to England and, of course, our troops and all that other stuff. Have you forgot we sent our manufacturing base overseas to China? And meanwhile, this trailer trash that's in the White House is busy saying, yes, you better not be supporting Putin, Russia, or China, or else we're going to put little things on you, too. Uh-huh. That's, of course, after we sent all of our technology and all our manufacturing abilities on over to China. Yeah, good luck with that. Now, in case something has gone over your head, let me remind you another little detail. Seems that everybody seems to want to forget it. Chips. Car makers have been having problems with it. Marty and I talked about, you know, I met a guy that uh, had 10 trucks that were down. This was about five, six months ago because they were waiting on a small part, $100 part. Here's the latest one, story just like that. Again, a missing chip. This one's only a $40 chip. It's just a sensor. But the fact that they can't get this $40 chip is keeping a $250,000 tractor used in farming from doing its job. A $40 chip. Now, again, if you haven't figured out that our technology doesn't work very well when it needs spare parts and we don't got it, I don't know. Maybe think about that a little bit. See, we got this perception that the world has this perfect agenda, black, black, white. Folks, it's all so gray, it's not funny. And this is, again, why I remind everybody, you need to take a long step back, take the emotion out of your decision-making. It's okay to have the emotional response. I got no problem with that. But then you turn around and do the actual research. Say, okay, what can I prove? What can I look into and gather information? And while I can't prove it, it generally gives me a perspective of what's going on. 
because we've got how to do things like that. Critical thinking skills don't have them. It's a superpower to have the ability to think for yourself now. We want other people to tell us what to think and what to do. I'm an anarchist. doesn't work for me. Molly's an anarchist. doesn't work for her. Now, here's what's happening. This is not only a proxy war. Just like Vietnam was a war. Just like all these other proxy wars we've had with Russia. I mean, even Afghanistan was a proxy war with Russia, and that was back in the 70s. Early 80s. war is a lot harder and a lot heavier and has far more potential of being a problem. And I go back to what was talked about in the 1800s. It will take three world wars to bring in the new world order. Three. We've had one and we've had two. And Marty and I will both argue we've been fighting World War Three now for the last several years. And again, silent weapons for quiet wars if you've not read the book. But that doesn't mean there won't also be real wars. Economic warfare, which Marty and I have talked about. Global economic reset, central bank digital currency, all that. We've talked about how they use technology to control the weather. We've talked about 5G and how that's a weapon. This is full-spectrum dominance warfare, people. And when I sit here and I tell you that your masters are trying to kill you, it confuses me how that goes over people's heads. It really does, especially when we're sitting here with stacks and stacks of evidence. I've got a multi-year running indictment against the entire system on my Facebook page. 134 crimes government agents performed every single day. Felonies. And that wasn't even trying hard. But it's okay. There are masters. We like licking those boots. Yum, yum. That blue, black polish just tastes delicious. Please, master, abuse me some more. Thank you for the whips and the chains. Thank you for the enslavement. Thank you for the little pittance of food that just barely keeps me alive. Thank you for only taking 70% of everything I have, not the entire 100%. Thank you, Master, for your generosity. I'm done with that. I am completely done with that. They are not destroying infrastructure over there. We have implemented sanctions and we have shipped war supplies over there. We're at war. And the Russians are the only ones near as I can tell acting with some integrity. Now, again, if you haven't been paying attention, one of the things that they did was they targeted the SWIFT system. That was their way to play the little game in the World Economic Forum's financial system. We stole three, well, the central bank stole 300 billion from the Russians. 300 billion. That's theft, people. 
Now, we did that to some other people, too, when we didn't like them either. Do you remember who those were? Oh, that's right. That was the Japanese in World War II. But you see, the difference between stealing from the small guy and stealing from the big, big boys is the big boys can do something about it. Now, what did they do? And again, you people better pay attention to this. Putin did two things. One, he says, now if you want to buy oil from Russia and you're not one of our friends, you have to buy our rubles and then buy our oil. Oops. Because now that props up the ruble and undermines the petrodollar. Two, he also tied the rubles to gold. Now it's a few dollars less than the going gold rate, but that's okay. Now, if you haven't figured out that putting gold and oil as the basis of a currency monetizes that currency with real tangible assets, you're not paying attention. And if you've been listening to Marty and me for the last few years, we told you this kind of thing is going to be happening all around the world. You see, back in the 1990s, they were all the central banks were selling gold. Well, now what are they doing? They're all buying it. Go ahead, Marty. You remember the earthquake, and I believe it was 2008 in Japan. And I do. Yes. It occurred within 24 hours of the third demand that the Japanese parliament vote to join central banking. They voted no for a third time. They wanted to keep their own currency, their own banking system. And they got hit with that earthquake, which everybody got right in line, right behind it, and they signed up. But it ran right under, was it Fukushima, the the power plant? We saw the same thing in Haiti when they were going to um, open up the banks and reveal who all had money hidden there. And the king of Jamaica, I believe it was, <laughs> said, um, yeah, go ahead. And they got hit. Haiti got hit with that earthquake that damn near sunk them. And it's all harp. Uh, Japan, the day that that earthquake hit, the people were <clears throat> using their cell phones to log what looked like the, the aurora borealis in the sky at 2 and 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And then the earthquake came, and they knew it was an attack. They, the, the Japanese government knew it was attack and couldn't do a thing about it. But this thing of manipulating the currency and the banks and this central banking and all of this, um, this is, is, they just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. So I expect Russia, personally, is going to suffer a huge earthquake or some other catastrophe out of nowhere. And we have to watch for heart being fired up because they'll use it against them. That's my, my thought anyway, my opinion. But anyway, go ahead, John. Marty. Remember, though, the Chinese have harp and the Russians do, too. So we're not unique in that. Um, some other issues there. You sit there and think. I've explained how General Smedley Butler wars a racket and all that kind of stuff. That's part of this game, too. Because the goal is to put us into totalitarian control. The goal is to put us in a state of perpetual fear indefinitely. We must always tremble. We must be in constant state of fear because state of fear is the lowest survival mode. If you're 
in survival mode, you're not thinking at higher levels. And this is the hardest part because, again, to think at the higher levels, you've got to let the fear go. You've got to let it all go. In the big picture, that's very hard for most people who don't know how to deal with it. All I can tell you is this. A lot of people are in some very dark places. A lot of people are sitting here in fear. A lot of people made choices because of fear and died or got injured. Some people didn't even bother doing that. They just self-terminated. Folks, this is warfare at a multi-spectrum Again, I can't stress this enough. This is all-out warfare. And when you do not realize just how big this picture is, and I do, I've been following it my whole life, and the tie-in with this country and that country and the other countries, and how at the biggest levels, they're all up there. Yeah, they can publicly be complaining the same way they do in Congress. Yeah, folks, it's all good. You know, the Republicans and the Democrats are fighting like cats and dogs. Yay. Meanwhile, in the back rooms, they're busy doing their own thing and saying, okay, tomorrow you and I are going to have a little show. You know, we just had that incident there with Will Smith. Folks, if you don't realize that was theater, come on now. It was theater. What was it, John? I didn't see it. What was it? Will Smith smacked, um, trying to think of a guy's name, um, a comedian. And it was at a uh, function that was not getting the eyeballs that it used to because it's so woke that nobody wanted to watch it. All I can tell you is this. These award ceremonies, pagan, you know, everything, everything has an agenda behind it. If it makes the news... There is an agenda behind it, okay? If you don't know what the season of sacrifice is, do some research into it. Again, it's not a coincidence that this stuff all seems to happen along the same time frame. This world is so manipulated and so controlled by a select few people. They put things out there for those who are astute enough to be awake to know them. We've talked about Gematria on this show. We've explained in great detail again how they use that as a way of communication to the quote-unquote enlightened. It was how I called it for Joe Biden long before the election. When I said Joe Biden will be the president, it doesn't matter if he gets elected or not. Because I had that Gematria and I had Barry Satoro a.k.a. Barack Hussein Obama on the inauguration day of Trump telling Biden that he would be there soon. Nothing happens by accident, folks. So, I'm not all that concerned about a war, a nuclear one. Go ahead. I have somebody who messaged me here and wants to know if you would please explain again it's from tom bankers in texas and he wants to know if you would please explain again what gematria is 
Gematria is numbers and letters, and they you tie them in directly. Okay. Um, basically, it's coding for the astute. There's a lot of ways to code. All right. Um, some of the simpler forms of Gematria are A to Z, 1 to 24, and then uh, Z to A, 1 to 24 in reverse. Those are two different versions of the Gematria. But also, you can sit there and condense it down. You'll notice that the same numbers seem to constantly show up in the news media. It's always over and over. If you sit down, folks, I'm serious. Look at every major news article. And just every time you see numbers, write that number down. Write that number down. And you'll discover something. There's so often the same number. You would think that with all the wide spectrum of numbers that would be available to people to use, why is it always the same numbers? Why is it always the same numbers? Because it's a story being told. Gematria is not something that's a five-minute study, folks. Go to Gematria Effect News on YouTube. He's only had his channel taken down a multitude of times because he's been dead on all the time. When you're questioning the narrative, one of the things that you have going for you, if you know your Gematria, or at least you know a little bit about it, is you can once again expose it. See, when 9-11 happened the day of, I was showing people where the Gematria was, the 911. And I was showing how the number 11 was all over that. Everything was about the number 11 and the number 33. Everything. And I just kept picking off those two numbers. There it is. There it is. There it is. Number 77. There it is. All of it was a message. It was telling you that it was a theater. It wasn't some quote-unquote terrorists. It was a bank heist. It was about destruction of evidence. It was about distraction. And it was about giving us an excuse to go to war with Afghanistan. Which coincidentally they said, we're going to be going to war with Afghanistan soon. We just need a convenient excuse. What did I say a few minutes ago? Oh, we need a new Pearl Harbor. Well, they got it on 9-11, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. John, you're being asked... Oh, is Go ahead. to spell Gematria. G-E-M-A-T-R-I-A. Excellent. Thank you. G-E-M-A-T-R-I-A. Gematria. Good. People All curious. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> no, good. Gematria Effect News on YouTube. And if you really want to play this game a little bit, he also does another one called Gematria Effect Sports, and he has a pretty good track record of picking the winning team long before the game starts. Just thought y'all might like to know the power of Gematria. All right, back to the subject matter. You see, truth, folks, is the enemy to the lie, 
And that's the whole problem is finding what the actual truth is. This is why the censorship, because when you sit there and start questioning narratives and start talking to people and start asking people that are quote unquote in the know, you don't have to take one source or two sources. You want a multitude. We've had thousands of doctors and thousands of nurses and thousands of other people in the medical field that have been screaming at the top of their lungs. We need to be careful with this shot. It's dangerous. It's deadly. And what happens? They get silenced. Somebody gets injured by the shot. They get silenced. Somebody complained that somebody that they know got the injection and died. They get silenced. That's not science, folks. Science is all very simple. Science is sitting there performing an action, noting the results, and telling the results and seeing if the results are what they say that they're supposed to be. Or you're getting a different result. We already know that story, folks. And again, if you've been listening to Marty and I for the two years, we've been talking about that hoax. <laughs> I don't know how anybody listening to this show might have gotten it. I really don't. We've explained how they've used it as a way of reducing the population, making people sick. And here's the caveat, putting computer programs into people. Folks, your DNA changes when they put their crap into you. They're giving you AIDS, and they didn't even hide it. They told you acquired immune deficiency syndrome. They didn't even hide it. Do you know how much these people are laughing and mocking at you? God, they must really, really have a low opinion of us. And the problem is they're not wrong. Nobody wants to do critical thinking. Nobody wants to ask the question, why? Nobody wants to ask the question, who benefits? See, that's, again, all of us researchers, those of us that have been following this conspiracy, that's the, what we do first. Why and who benefits? Two simple questions, not complicated at all. Two simple questions. Why and who benefits? And to get to those answers, we have to do research. And sometimes that research can be found fairly quickly. Sometimes it takes a lot of digging. And sometimes you just know right where to go just because you know somebody. See, we have power that previous generations never had. We have the power of the Internet. It gives us instant communication abilities all over the world. I can talk to somebody in Ukraine in an instant. He can talk to me in an instant. You can sit here and you can communicate in all kinds of languages also. Again, you don't have to speak Russian or Spanish or French. You just type it into Google, into the language program, transitions over. Now you're communicating in their language. And if you don't trust Google, and of course that's U.S. Inc., but that's beside the point, then find somebody else's. Because I'm here to tell you again, there is no excuse in the age of the superhighway, this powerful tool we call the Internet, for anybody to be ignorant. 
And again, for people that haven't heard me say this, I don't have a problem with ignorant. What I have a problem with is stupid. See, I can fix ignorant by giving people facts. I can't fix stupid, which is giving people facts, and they don't want to look at them, so they believe the narrative. That's the difference between ignorance and stupid. Ignorance can be fixed. Stupid can't. That's okay. Don't blame people like Marty and me when we've been here telling you from the get-go what's going on, and nobody listens. When I sit here and tell you that the economy has crashed, you better be paying attention to that little detail. Inflation rate of 15%, ladies and gentlemen, you think it can that's as high as it's going to go? <laughs> they destroyed the dollar, people. They're not in the process of destroying it. They destroyed it two years ago. It's only just now showing up. They've used that to buy up all the assets, real tangible ones. Imagine that you're sitting here producing something in your bedroom or in your uh, garage, and you could take it out there and buy anything and everything that you wanted on this really thing that takes you nothing to create, just creating a little widget. And it'll allow you to buy anything that you want. You just go out and start buying everything. Houses, cars, factories, governments and government employees. Well, sooner or later, your widget becomes worthless, but you don't care because now you've got all these other things that you didn't have before your widget. Monopoly money, folks. A fiat currency that they weaponized to use against first the rest of the world, and now they weaponized it against us. You need to wake up to the details that you better be making a plan outside of the Federal Reserve notes and outside of their central bank digital currency unless you want to live the rest of your life as a slave. See, when I'm out here explaining to the world what's taking place, it's in the hopes that you'll do all the preparation now. Because trust me, you're not going to be able to do it when it's really, 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 really obvious. See, Marty and I told you back in May of 2020 about something. We told you that the Hunger Games was real, and it's coming. And we gave you real examples of how it was already coming into play in 2020. Well, not only did it come into play in 2020, and we saw it escalate in 2021, now it's 2022, and it's going faster. And you're starting to notice those shelves aren't quite as full as they used to be. Now, with regards to the grain production that the Ukrainians produce, imagine what happens when that doesn't go to the market because they're in the middle of a war. Nobody bothers to grow it that year. What happens then? Now all other grain that gets produced around the world, there's a demand for it. They have to pay higher prices. And I'm here to tell you, some of the countries that are dependent on the grain from the Ukraine, there are going to be a lot of people that are going to die because there is no food available. Again, this isn't an accident. This isn't a coincidence. This is an agenda. And they knew very well what was going to be happening. 
There is no coincidence that the economy is crashing. They destroyed it deliberately in 2020 with the hoax. They escalating the destruction in 2021. And then they gave you a little token and says, hey, folks, the economy is the best it's been in a long time. Yeah. Notice how they pulled the plug out again. They convinced people to reinvest in your business. Go ahead and reopen it again. Ever since the stupid war, and I'm not the only one saying this, I've seen this in my business. I've seen it in other people's businesses. Sales have gone through the floor. My friend was talking about the number of the trucks. He took a trip um, yesterday across the state of Tennessee, and he says the amount of semis I was expecting to see on the roads wasn't. Now, I know a lot of people say, well, it was Sunday, so the truckers don't truck. Oh, yes, they truck on Sundays too, folks, because it's a lot less traffic. And he's taken this trip over and over and over and over and over again for the last 20 years. He says, John, the trucks weren't there. And you see, I know what he's talking about because in, oh, March of 2020, when the whole country was shut down and John didn't believe the hoax, John took a trip across two states, three states actually. And there was only a few trucks on the road, almost no cars, almost no pickup trucks. I've seen this before. So when I tell you folks, expect them to be, shelves to be a lot emptier in the near future, I'm not joking. But I'm not telling you that so that you go into panic mode. I'm telling you that so that you can think critically and plan for things not going quite the way that you would like them to be. The World Economic Forum has told you, you will own nothing, you will be spied upon, and you'll be happy. So the story goes. Corporations are buying up all the houses. Well, there goes the American dream of owning your own property, not that you ever did. Look at your deed. It calls you a tenant. That makes you a renter, not an owner. But the imaginary perspective that you might own land, that you might have some rights. Have you not noticed how they've stripped you of all of that? This is an agenda, a full-blown one. <sighs> the enemy is on the attack. Bonnie and I have explained that you're in a war. I know you didn't ask for it. I know you don't want anything to do with it. I know all you want to do is be left alone. Trust me, I get it. You think Marty and I would like to spend all the time that we spend exposing this corruption and fraud and criminality? You think we wouldn't much rather be doing other things? God knows I know I would. I'd like to actually live life. I'd like to watch a movie once in a while. Enjoy the opportunity of not having to think about, well, I need to do something today to put a big thorn in the side of the New World Order. But you see, I don't have the luxury of staying silent. Marty doesn't have that luxury either. And neither do you. You don't have those luxuries, folks. Picture is so clear. 
we're the last generation that might, notice I said, might be able to put a stop to this. The younger generation is going to fall into two crowds. They're completely oblivious, and there's nothing we can do for those. And they're completely awake because mom and dad knew something and taught their kids what they didn't know. And the kids, of course, got curious of their own free will and had the power of the Internet to teach them also. Jordan Maxwell died a few days ago. Very important man in my awakening. Taught me that words have meanings. Something I never considered until he told me that. I didn't know about Jordan 10 years ago, 15, 20, 30. Even though he'd been doing the same thing that Nardi and I are doing, he'd been doing it since the 70s. But without the power of the internet, I didn't know about him. Trust me, when I found his work, oh, I was definitely paying attention to what he had to say. And again, he wasn't telling me things that I couldn't verify from other sources also. When we're doing research, when we're analyzing the conspiracy, we're sitting there studying a multitude of things. Criminal class tell us they're going to do. And remember, they always have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. What are we seeing? What is taking place? And what can we prove and confirm? Boots on the street, people in the know, whistleblowers. All of it, all of it is out there if you're willing to dig deep enough and set aside your biases, set aside your propagandized emotional response. And instead, simply ask questions like, why and who benefits? All wars are bankers' wars, folks. Fuel costs. Again, if you're not paying attention, every time price of oil goes up, so is the price of fuel. Diesel is over $5 a gallon across most of the country. That means that means there's a lot of truckers out there suffering. That also means your whatever they're delivering just got a lot more expensive. Fifteen percent inflation. I can't think of a single thing that hasn't had a whole lot more than fifteen percent inflation in the last year and a half, two years. And they're only admitting to seven and a half percent. But we're at 15. And that doesn't include most of the more important things that people must have to survive. Your world is a lie. And you better realize it. What have you done to prepare for shit hits the fan? Hmm? I mean, really, honestly, I want you to assess it yourself. I don't want you to talk about it with people online. I want you to just take a step back, sit down, put a piece of paper on the table, and start writing. What have I done to prepare if the food is not?
out on the shelves? What have I done to prepare if something goes wrong, if I lose my job? What have I done to prepare if all of a sudden all of the quote-unquote fiat currency I have in the bank is gone? Because it was stolen, because I was politically incorrect, and my social credit score was in the negative, like Marty's and mine. How are you going to take care of yourself? Forget trying to keep the stuff that you think you own. Forget that. Trust me when I say this. You better prioritize how to do two things. Keep yourself fed and keep yourself healthy. See, those two things, everything else is window dressing. And again, we don't want to talk about the hierarchy of needs. But you better prioritize that hierarchy of needs. I'm telling you, you better be prioritizing it. Got a spare pair of shoes? And I'm not talking to you ladies that have 50 pairs in the doggone closet. No. Got work boots, got a couple pairs of gloves. You got the ability to grow a garden. Did you go out and buy seeds yet for the year? Have you thought about the fact that fresh fruits and vegetables may not be showing up on the shelves in a timely manner anymore? Or if they do, they're going to be so expensive you can't afford them? Hmm? Have you gone out and bought a couple fruit trees? Maybe some grapes? Maybe some strawberries? I'll put a bunch of stuff like that around the yard? better be thinking outside that box, folks. And you better be encouraging your friends to do the same. <sighs> they want the world desperate. They want people feeling hopeless. They want people suicidal or groveling at their feet. You better remember all this trauma-based mind control. If you can think at the higher levels and prepare, you will be far ahead of any of your peers that aren't listening to the show, that aren't listening to conspiracy analysts as they expose the entire agenda. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people very much wide awake to what's going on. And it's gotten a lot larger in the last two years. But it's still not enough by a long shot. Because there's still too many people out there that have simply made the decision that they are trusting in their God-called government. Oh, they send me my money on my debit card every month. I can go out and get some food. Get that unemployment check. What happens when it doesn't buy anything anymore? Hmm? Or worse, what happens when there's nothing there? Because U.S. Inc. has been bankrupt for the last, oh, 170 years? Come on, folks. Government has nothing. All they have is what they've stolen from those of us that have something. They've stolen your life force, people. They've stolen your abilities to take care of yourself and your family 
and to grow your own little nest egg so you have something for retirement. Now, they told you, yeah, you can go ahead and give me 15%, 7.5% for you, 7.5% for your employer in the form of social insecurity. You ask anybody on social insecurity and they'll tell you it doesn't go very far. And the problem is we have generation of people now, they can't come up with $500 in an emergency. Nobody has an emergency fund anymore. It's all about the party. It's all about, oh, we just go along to get along and it'll be okay until it's not. Bells and whistles, people. Keep you entertained with your television sets. Keep you entertained with the sports. Keep you entertained with the drama on TV in the form of war. They don't want to tell you what we're telling you, which is the truth. That the global economic reset is very real. The Federal Reserve note, quote-unquote, dollar is dead. Inflation is spiking like a stake to a vampire. And you, ladies and gentlemen, are the sacrificial lambs. Please wake up to that brutal truth. One other point I want to bring up with regards to Russia. Russia, you see, back in 1917 had its little revolution. And that again, if you've been listening to Marty and I, we've been telling you that was financed by the Rothschilds. That was financed by New York bankers. The quote-unquote Russian Revolution was an American Revolution also. And for all the things that Putin's done wrong, I do have something to say about Putin. He kicked the Vatican Rothschild bankers out of Russia. And all that corruption that's in the Ukraine, it was in Russia too. And it's not quite as bad as it was then. He was cleaning house. And the Rothschild bankers don't like that. So they call for a war. All wars are bankers' wars. Back to you, Marty. You know, the thing of it is, we are all subject to what's on TV, what comes across the mainstream news, what's on the radio, other than shows like ours. And you see this this divide. People that are for the Ukraine, you know, Ron Ukraine and the others who hate Russia or vice versa. And the thing is, it's a no-win situation, not for the common people. There's no no win in this, but this and, and you know this global reset that you talk about. They're going to do this no matter what, and I think what it will do is globally spark a civil revolt. <laughs> um, I know they did it in China with their credit scoring, social credit scoring, and everything, but these are people who have been under somebody's thumb for so long with severe repercussions if they didn't go along. I mean, they'd kill them, their family, you know, the whole nine yards, that um, they basically are in lockstep. But I don't know. Then you go to Japan, they admit they put lithium in the water supply, the drinking water supply. 
to keep them docile so that they don't rise up. And you go to like Los Angeles that got nailed here, what was it, a year and a half ago. Uh, the water was tested, found out to have a content of 85% Xanax. Um, and that is historically one of the most volatile areas of the country. And they said, oh, it was from people dumping their prescriptions down the toilet or peeing it out. I can't imagine that it being anywhere near the truth, but it, it's being done all over the country. And you have to watch that local water supply because many of, and I saw this firsthand up in Minnesota, many of the new systems that have been put in in the last 15, 20 years have that secondary water line or secondary line. Uh, it's normally blue attached to the main water line. And about every 12 to 15 feet, there's a digital valve, an intake valve. So what are you planning on putting in the water? Um, but they're coming after us every way they can. Our food, no nutrition. They talk about genetically modified, you know, and oh, it feeds many more people. Yeah, you can stuff them full of gravel, same effect. It takes 14 bushels of genetically modified corn to equal the nutrition in seven bushels of traditional corn but you're not supposed to think about that we are being made sick through lack of good food good drinking water and numerous other things and i just read today john where they're going to start testing king through sewage for evidence of this virus they have never identified or isolated. I don't think that's what they're looking for at all. They are looking for something. But what it is, we'll probably never know. Uh, but, you know, even over the last five years, I've noticed things happening I never thought would. Wyoming and I believe Maryland passed laws allowing the government to starve people to death who had dementia or were mentally ill because it cost too much to care for them. We've got hospice that routinely euthanizes people, saves money. You go out to Washington State, and I believe also Idaho is in on this. You can use a human body to compost a new tree, <laughs> and you can also have the dead body Add, ground up and added to the sludge in the sewage system, and it can be spread on fields. They are feeding us back to us. These vaccines, fetal cells in them. I, I just don't know how bad this is going to get for people catch on to what is actually happening. I read where in 20 years, 60 million babies have been aborted. Of those, 70% we're black children. Now tell me there isn't a plan in action there. I uh, Everything is based on, Canada has, in fact, on Wednesday night uh, with Marcia Joyner, she has um, a fellow coming on who is fighting the Canadian law for euthanasia. Uh, they openly, you know, you want to you wanna quit, you, self -su you know, self-suicide. Um, you want to do it, they, you have every right. They'll even help you. And he's trying to fight that. Um, I don't, I, I'm telling you, it's like living in the midst of a horror movie, but we haven't seen the worst of it just yet. 
I, I don't know, John. All of this is, is about normalizing the killing of people. And one of the things that bothers me, if you went out and murdered someone, you shot them, stabbed them, whatever you did, you murdered them. You're going to go to prison for the rest of your life, if not the death chamber. But our government, through its agencies and bureaucracies and businesses, routinely murders its own citizens. And nobody says anything. Where is the penalty? Murder is murder. I don't care who does it. And I don't know. I, and you, you talk to them about these shots, what they've injected in people. One of the things I got real involved here some years ago over the GMO crops and the claim, most especially by Monsanto, that since they altered the natural genetic structure of that plant, it was no longer in its normal state. Therefore, they owned this new creation. When are these vaccine companies going to step up and claim they own you because they altered your DNA and you are no longer in your natural state? And I think it's entirely possible. John, if you think I'm wrong, say so. But they've already laid the groundwork. They've already made the arguments. They've already gotten the okay. So what's to stop them? What's to stop them? We, we're we all marked for destruction. And this is called democide. When your own government turns on its own people and begins killing them, euthanizing them, culling them, this is called democide. And... We have to let go of this idea that whoever's in the White House is some kind of champion because they're not. They're puppets. I don't care who it is. They're puppets. They aren't calling the shots. They're simply repeating what they were told to say. And then you get someone like Biden who can even keep that straight. I I don't know. John, are you going to vote in the elections? Honey, I haven't voted for years. Uh, as soon as I found out that when you register, uh, you transfer ownership, um, and then I looked. Remember, when, once I learned how to read legalese, I went yeah. down and got a blank copy of a voter registration card. Okay. And when I saw the legalese used in the voter registration card, that just confirmed it. So what did it, what did I, it say? It changed your status. You left okay. the American soil, and you became a United States citizen, and that was part of the okay. whole thing. You know, my okay. philosophy on United States citizen is the Fourteenth yeah. Amendment that's slave. But yeah, once that once that happened, I immediately ran down and on you know to, withdrew my voter registration card, and that ended that. So okay. you know, there was a time there was a time I was politically active, Marty. And when I say politically active, that means more than just voting. I mean, I ran for right. political office multiple times, state rep, city council. I did all of that. And I and uh-huh. again, even back then, I was wide awake in a lot of ways, and I was an equal opportunity annoyer. I mean, uh-huh. for crying out loud. When Bush number two was president, oh, I was just as critical <laughs> of Bush as I was of everybody else. And uh, that didn't make me very popular with the Republican Party because I recognized the Republican Party as being a bunch of, uh, you know, leftists yeah. too. And yeah. so I wasn't popular with either the Democrat or the Republican Party because I was equal opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I'm both. I was not nice. When you're going to expose corruption, you... Go ahead. 
when you when you look at um, George, I call him Doofus Bush, Bush two, and Biden, these two idiots. How in the world and corrupt a history of corruption, dirty deals, um, and they get to be president, and neither one of them can keep a straight thought. George Bush Jr. couldn't put two words together and come up with his own name. And just absolutely a buffoon. Biden, so far into dementia, he can't see straight, and preceding him was Trump, which of the three of them, I don't know which one of them was worse. And what this enthrallment is with Trump is beyond me. Uh, he's a big, loud mouth, lying. He's pathological in his lying. He's a womanizer. He's a misogynist. Uh, just what is it you see in this man? He couldn't tell you the truth, you know, if his feet were on fire. And the only way to get him put out is if he told you the truth. He can't do it. He cannot do it. Biden doesn't know what planet he's on. And um, what I have noticed, too, and then we just got a minute or so left here, John. Every president has body doubles, every one of them. Uh, with Obama, the, his body double got out of doubt because his body double, which was very close and almost scary close, had a scar running up behind his left ear towards the crown of his head about four inches long, which Obama doesn't have. And that basically blew his cover for him. With Trump, there was red tie number two and red tie number three. And number two was rather heavy set, obviously older, more jowly. And that's when they were making that big ruckus about Trump gaining weight, you know, and everything. And all he needed to go on a diet, he was gaining weight. And they showed him eating a taco on his jet and all that. And no, that was red tie number two. And you could tell the difference. You look at the lines around the eyes, the creasing on the face. And the timber of the voice will tell you a lot. And red tie number three was a younger man, very close, but he had it down pat, but he still had some dead giveaways. But every president's got them, and I have noticed with Biden that whenever he sounds like he's talking sense, it isn't him. And that man who stands up and talks then, um, the, the creasing around his eyes is different. The creasing in his face, the jowls and so on is different. And he actually, his voice is a little different, but he is coherent in his speech, which is a dead giveaway right there that it isn't Biden. But they all have them. And there hasn't been one that didn't. I know that John Kennedy's um, body double, when he got assassinated, he actually was supposed to have been the one in that vehicle that day. And... Kennedy said no he needed just in case people wanted to meet him and so on and he wrote in it and you see what happened but um, <laughs> we, nothing we see is real that's what bothers me nothing is real everything is a facade and a fakery and a dog and pony show and yet you get people buying into this stuff you know would give their lives over it I don't get it John I don't get it we got about 90 seconds here uh, John, thank you so much for coming on with us again tonight. For everybody that tuned in, and especially you folks out there in area code 202, there was a whole bunch of you this evening. Um, call in sometime. Talk with us. Uh, you know, we're nice people. We won't bite. And for everybody else, thank you for tuning in. For those who shipped me over your little questions, ask John. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. We will be back next Monday night. 
with another horror story about the world we live in. And with that, we'll say good night. Good night, John. Good night, world.